Hello, this is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I recorded this episode back in March with George Strombolopoulos, a friend, a mentor, our fearless leader of the LNC, and today is his birthday, and I thought, let's remix this episode because he has brought myself and the LNC so much music, love, and understanding, always creating a safe space for everyone. And whenever I listen to Apple Music, I am I feel safe and I feel understood. So thank you, George. And here is tonight's episode with me and George talking about The Devils, directed by Ken Russell. Enjoy. Hold on. I'm good. Um, this is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. As I told you, I have a surprise guest, Mr. George Strombolopoulos, who recommended that I watch The Devils by Ken Sorry Russell. About Sorry about that. That, no, it, I had heard about it before because I'd watched a documentary on a Clockwork Orange and they mentioned it because it came out the same year, both controversial. But then I was also aware that when you put Vanessa Redgrave in something, especially of that time, she brought it. And she's playing that character like that. And I'm like, okay, what the what what's going on here? And I'm watching it and I'm thinking, whoa, this is this is wild. There's all it was like a it made I was telling Stephanie, it made Caligula look like an after school special. Oh, dude, devils. Yes. Devils by Ken Russell is one of the most intense viewing experiences. Anybody who watches film made by somebody whose name you might recognize. I'm sure there's some obscure Danzig video that no one's ever seen. To be honest with you, I've seen the obscure Danzig videos that would disturb you. Yeah. That were banned, where penises are being nailed to tape. (laughs) I've seen those videos. But short of that kind of content Uh or a snuff film, The Devils is one of the most incredible experience yeah to watch a film came out in 1971 when i was a kid um i was fascinated by ken russell because i knew that ken russell was a strange fella (laughs) and when i was an usher at a movie theater uh the lair of the white worm opened which was a movie that ken russell made that bram stoker had written the book Mm -hmm. and apparently i don't know if it was syphilis or what it was but bram or bram stoker was near the end of his it was losing his sanity at this yeah. point when he wrote Lair of the White Worm. And to experience the Lair of the White Worm when you're 15 years old or something like that, 16, and then later to see Ken Russell direct his sister in the film Horror, <laughs> where he hypersexualizes her in the sex trade, like you really realize that you. Listen, like watching Ken Russell films is like being into punk rock and discovering Gigi Allen before you find out the bad stuff Gigi did. I'm yeah. just saying when you first hear Gigi Allen, mm-hmm. right? Ken Russell films were kind of like the cinematic equivalent of discovering Gigi, or not discovering, being being gifted with Gigi Allen. Again, did not know the bad shit he did. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying then. And so hearing or seeing Ken Russell films did that. And then... Then going back, because The Devils was not readily available. No, that's true. And it was it banned was in Finland. It was banned. Yeah. Yeah. And then going back and watching The Devils, 
I have watched it many times. I watched it many times on Halloween just to get. <laughs> um, I've watched it as foreplay because it's a hypersexual film. <laughs> it like it's a fucking gnarly walk in a really twisted iron rot rusty park. And it was I, like I, I love it. It love was it. like watching, um, something just go off. I mean, it it reminded me of a quote that Peaches once said. She said. A fan of hers watched her show and she said, and they said, I laughed and was excited the entire time. It was like madness. And yeah. I watch, I mean, they, they said, well, what is the name of the incubus? And she's like, cock. I was like, oh my God. But just, yeah, she was the whole, all Oliver Reed and her, I mean, but I, I will tell you as I'm watching, I'm thinking this basically is what religion is, is, is that man-made religion making people believe one thing and another and, and the madness behind it, behind both well, of yeah, them. You, you can watch The Devils and you can see it as a film about political influence yeah. and corruption and, and, and the banality of evil when it's in Technicolor. But you can also watch it as a comment on sexual repression. Uh-huh, most you, definitely. You can also watch it as an expression of madness, except for the part where... It doesn't scare you away from the madness, certainly not me, which might lend some, some insight into my thinking and my brain chemistry, mm -hmm. that it drew me to that kind of madness. If the incubus was called cock, you know <laughs> what you're getting. You know what you're getting, right? It's, it's, yeah. So the, you can watch The Devils multiple times. But here's the other thing about The Devils that I think makes it such a spectacular experience is it's shot beautifully as a fucking yeah. cinematic accomplishment. As Especially that end. It is out of this world. That ending moment, it kind of reminded me of uh, another brick in the wall, Pink Floyd, at the end of the movie where the wall comes down. She just walks through it. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. what a way to kind of... Uh, it, was, it, it was like for me watching um, a tornado and everything is in it and you're mixing all of this madness up. And I was just like, whoa, this, it, I mean, I had, I'd, I'd heard of it, but I was like, okay, you told me to watch it. I watch it till one thirty in the morning. Yeah. I was, I, I had to get my, my vax vaccine uh, this morning. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it sink in. It was just, I mean, that's a movie you could probably remake. That is up your I alley. I would desperately like to remake. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I would desperately like to. I mean, I'm not going to because it was no. perfect in its own way. Yeah. Also, I also as as intense as I am, I I I lean towards in terms of the art that I like. I lean towards evil mm -hmm. in the way that Ken Russell leans toward madness. Yeah. And I think somewhere in the middle is uh, is the kind of thing that I love the most in my in the things I watch. Um, but that film is not for the fucking faint of heart. No. I mean, I watched it and I was kind of, I have an open mind and I'm watching it thinking, okay, this is not something I'm going to watch with the family. You know what I mean? No. This is, but, I'm not even sure it's the kind of film that people watch and go, that's awesome. It's yeah. Like, you, know, you watch that film and you just go. <sighs> you know what it reminded me of though is, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the seventh seal by, uh, Igmar Bergman and both, both of them take place during the plague. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, this is this is the polar opposite to the seventh seal where that knight just wants to, you know, play chess with death. And here is everyone playing chess together 
sex and revolution yeah. and chaos. I mean, it, it you know, we could put the Doors music to it because, you know, sex, chaos and revolution and, and everything well, and like also, that. And also sex, chaos and revolution from people that aren't allowed to have it. Yeah. So that's the other part. So we are, so there is nobody in that film for lack of a better word, that's the good one, right? That's everybody, true. everybody comes with their own baggage, and they wear the baggage quite literally, or actually, because of their outfits. So yeah. the habits are there. So there's nothing in that. Like what I loved about that film, and what I love about that film is that I don't really feel connected to the people. Mm-hmm. I I feel connected to their experience. Yeah, and I really like that. I was connected to the look and feel of the film. I was like, okay, yeah. this is an escalator ride. Um, but I was going to ask you, how old were you when you discovered this? I first read about the devils, I think, when I was about 18 or 19. This okay. is, you know, when I was at that age when I was reading about fucking Nietzsche and reading all <laughs> the, you know, the shit that you read after you read. Um, yeah. Basically, in my group, you reach an age where you read Hammer of the Gods. Mm-hmm. And then you read, or before you read, um, No One Here Gets Out Alive. Mm-hmm. So when you're 13 or 14 and you read No One Here Gets Out Alive and Jim Morrison's the thing, and then oh, you yeah. kind of go down that journey, right? <laughs> um, Faces of Death was out on VHS. Mm. And, you know, but I really connected to Nietzsche, like really okay. connected to Nietzsche. And I still, of course, connect to Nietzsche. Oh, Why yeah. wouldn't I? I mean, I'm a very oh, yeah. positive nihilist, right? That's, that's <laughs> right. So around then is when I was discovering stuff like that. Like mm. Kerouac didn't really, wasn't that interesting to me. No. I understand, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I see the value in it. But it wasn't that, that kind of, um, that kind of journey of self-discovery has never been interesting to me. You want the edge. Right? Yeah, because honestly, to me, man, when I when I was young, for whatever reason, the coming of age stuff was it just seems so arrogant. Yeah, it was just like, oh, my God, how do I feel? Yeah. Right. As opposed to, hey, how far can we push how we feel? And that's what I responded to. Right. So I responded as a kid to. The people that were trying to fly through the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that to me, so so then I would read about Ken Russell. Like I said, that's when I started to get into Ken Russell stuff. Um, and it, I didn't see the devils until after I saw Lair of the White Worm. Okay. Um, and then and Lair of the White Worm is insane. I might watch that again tonight just because. Yeah, because so as, we, as we talk about this, flying too close to the sun or through it reminds me of Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick would just go through it and then people you know both devils and a clockwork orange were controversial for their times yeah you know and but you can see why you can see yeah. why one of them was more what you can see why the devils would be more unsettling yes yes we're a clockwork orange now um i will tell you the first week of the when we all were told to stay home i made the mistake of going to trader joe's and i drive home and i see these kids on the other side of the railroad track kicking something and i'm thinking whoa this is like out of a clockwork orange it's like everything is yeah everything is vacant and i'm like what the but the devils i i i gotta thank you for recommending that because i'm like whoa that it just totally blew my mind 
I mean, yeah. yeah. It makes nobody's list. That's yeah. the thing about the Devils, right? It, it makes it, you'll find it on lists like most controversial. But whenever, and, and this is where I don't want to sound like a dick about it, but whenever I read lists that are most controversial, I just think it's because the person who made the list is fucking boring, mm-hmm. right? It's like you know, because that's you know, that's not that controversial. Yeah, you know, it's only controversial if you're like, ooh. But I, <laughs> I, I, I watched it more like. How, like I, you know how I feel about Stanley Kubrick, right? Oh Obviously, yeah. But the thing I love about Kubrick is I think Kubrick covered a lot of the same ground mm-hmm. that Ken Russell did in his films. But Kubrick found a way through his genius and his desire to be seen. He found a way to be pseudo commercial. Yeah. Whereas Ken Russell, that wasn't Ken part Russell of the story. was more punk rock, big time. More so, big time. Yeah, big time, and um. But, like, the kind of punk rock that influences bands, not the kind of punk rock that you'll ever come across, right? Yeah, I I mean, here tonight is Lou Reed's birthday. And Lou Reed, you think of the Velvet, there's there's that old saying, you know, the Velvet Underground didn't sell many records, but everyone that heard them started a band. And how Lou Reed was the forefront of that. Yeah. And I think that quote first came from Brian Eno, yes. their legendary producer, who was talking to Lou Reed and got that. But you're right. You see, now, Lou Reed in the factory, what they were doing with Warhol in New York, I think Lou and Iggy, when he came over um, from Detroit, they they were there. But I still think that they were caught up in the city. where With, mm-hmm. with the factory, New York was the lead character yeah. in their movie, right? In the Devils, I feel like the lead character is your discomfort. Yes. What What more can we push? You know, one of the nuns with the shaved head, she reminded me oh, of an no. image from Nine Inch Nails' closer video, where's the woman with the, the shaved head and she's got the things on her hand. I thought, whoa, is that where yeah. he got it from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for talking it. to me about it, George. I was just... I mean, I thought, okay, what, you know, I, I thought of, you know, I, I thought, okay, this is like a, you know, you do the research. Okay. He wants me to watch it. Gotta watch it now while it's fresh. You know what I mean? So well, I think, it, yeah. And I think that when you're talking about, you know, films, I think it's amazing because you're right. Like, you know, Apocalypse Now, the Blues Brothers, yeah. um, Godfather, Godfather 2, uh, Deer Hunter, The Conversation, <laughs> These are classics for a reason, and I go to them. There's a there's a film uh, by William. So I think William Friedkin is maybe the best. Like, yes, The Exorcist. He hit with French Connection, The Exorcist, and The Sorcerer, and those films are, for me, perfect films. Right. Well, you look at um, the French and Connection. And yeah. Get, you look at that's Gene Hackman who went on to do the conversation. Gene Hackman. I mean. Mm-hmm is able to do westerns is able to do comedy he did a really great film the royal tenenbaums which i think yeah. he gave his best performance I think, I, I think gene hackman's the greatest living actor yes most definitely yeah, yeah. i think he is and yeah. um and so all those films are great scarface is really good i don't think brian de palma gets enough credit yeah i agree sports, what he's done but but almost nobody leans into the Ken Russell shit. And I understand why, because it's insane. Yeah. But it's only insane if you're looking at it from the same place. And I don't mm-hmm. tend to look at it from the same place. I tend to look at it like, all right, let's fucking go. And <laughs> the problem with the thing about the devils is 
that it's not a movie I can watch with a lot of people because it's not yeah. like let's, let's all hang out and fucking watch this movie because people don't want to sit through that shit. Um, That's what I found with Bernardo Bettolucci's The Dreamers. Some people, I would watch it, I would show it to them, and they're like, oh, my God. And then they would be like, oh, my God, I want, can I borrow it? You know? And so that I would I would get that car crash reaction from people. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So with The Devils, when I told people, oh, I watched The Devils last night, and they went, what? So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the yeah. reactionary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not really, I mean, you can only really watch that with, um, you can only really watch that with somebody who loves cinema so much mm-hmm. and loves and, and loves who's pushing open. boundaries. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the great things about that film was the use of white in that film and, the, and those, yeah. the, the kind of softer peach colors and the red colors, right? Like it's, you know, and there's that great scene, you know, the fucking when she's like this, the, yes. the, you know, in, in that room, it's, uh, it's the best shot. It's one of the best shots I've ever seen in cinema, right? And so for me, a person who likes all aspects of movies, mm-hmm. but also I want my movies to make me just go, fucking hell, that's that's what I got from The Devils. And and also because it's difficult to, to experience, um, I like the fact that you have to watch it alone most of the time. Yeah. So again, like I said, most people just can't keep up. She gave herself a stigmata. I, was, I mean, she's, she, cool she's having her fantasy and it's like, and then she's, <laughs> oh my god! I started laughing. So this picture here, right? This picture sits on my phone, and I use this picture as I'm going to my phones here, my, my, my photos. This picture sits on. I have to scroll back to find it. <laughs> and I and I, I look at this photo a lot here. I'll, I'll actually just Google image it because it's probably easier to find. Let's see. Here, this photo sits on my phone all the time. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Right, so that shot to me. And she's so contorted. The the light coming in, you know the light is up top, the candles, the tilt in her head. Yeah. Like that, that image stays with me. Just her, just her laugh and the way she would look. It's like, ooh. I mean... And that's what I mean by Vanessa Redgrave is she was she always did that. That that's what she became, not just her politics, but it's like, oh, shoot, she's going to do that. I mean, what I couldn't get over, though, is how when he reaches for her, it reminded me of a ministry album cover. I think it was the one where he has George W. on the face. I'm like, oh, shoot, it's the imagery of thinking, okay, who else is pulling and borrowing from this imagery? It is just wild. It's, 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 if you're, if you make the kind of art, music or videos or film where you, um, where you don't talk in pleasant company about Mm -hmm. your influences, chances are it's that. Uh, So like somebody brought up Lars von Trier. Like I think Lars von Trier makes really excellent accomplishment. Yeah. Film, right? Sometimes I watch it. I feel like Lars von Trier is just trying to. He's, I, feel, I sometimes feel like he's doing it to do it. Mm-hmm. Artsy farts. Yeah. Where with Ken, I feel like no, he was meant. He was out of his mind. This is what he was doing, right? Yeah. Like pushed out of all the artists I could have been on set with, I wish I was on set with Ken Russell. He's the yeah. director. I wish I was on set with the most. Yeah. Well, thank you, George. I I enjoy talking to you about this. Yeah. Well, we gotta do that. (laughs) 
Satan, man. Hail Satan. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right. All right, cool. Bye. All right, bye. That was great. That was fun. Yeah. Just talking about the devils there, everybody. Talking about the devils. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Again, like I was always saying. There we go. Just talking about the devil's. It's an excellent film. Again, like I was always saying, I, I recommend it to anybody who would watch it.